Welcome to the Migraine Miracle Moment. I'm your host, Dr. Josh Turknett. I'm a neurologist, migraine specialist, migraine sufferer, and author of the book, The Migraine Miracle. In this podcast, you'll learn all about how to find your path to migraine freedom without pills. Let's get started. So as we continue with the best of 2018 episodes of the Miracle Moment, next up is an episode I titled How Migraines Change Your Brain. And this is a really fascinating and really important study that I cover in this episode. It's one that shows how the brains of people with long-standing migraines are different and different in some really surprising ways. One of the things that I talk about often, as some of you may know, is mindset or how powerfully our thoughts or the stories that we tell ourselves about the events in our lives, how powerfully those things impact our health. And it can be either one of your biggest weapons or your biggest enemy. It's something I've seen time and time again over the years in my practice as a physician and working with thousands of migraine patients. I've said before that it's the primary differentiator between those who take off and make really rapid progress with the migraine miracle plan and those who don't. And so when I'm seeing a new patient for the first time, the primary thing I'm listening for is not how long they've had migraines, how often they occur, or how much medication they're on, or how many things they've tried and failed, because I know these aren't the things that are going to ultimately determine the speed and how well they progress on the plan. The single best determinant is mindset. So the thing that I'm mainly listening for is the language that they use in talking about migraines because it reflects so much about mindset. And I know it's something, like I said, that has to be in place if the plan is going to ultimately succeed. That's also why it is the first set of modules in the Beastlayer Training Academy, because I don't want the wrong mindset to undermine all of the other hard work that folks are going to put into making changes to diet, lifestyle, and so on. And in the survey that we give to people as they finish the academy, the mindset module has been the one most often cited as the favorite part of the course. I think that's because it's a topic that isn't talked about nearly enough, and it's one that can make such a big impact. And the great thing is that it's something that's totally within our control. And so what's so great about this study that I share in this episode is that people are prone to skip over the mindset piece often to treat it as something that's less significant or a little wishy-washy or not quite as real as other things they might do. So they often want to jump right into making the diet changes and so forth. But this study clearly shows that the thoughts in our head and the stories that we tell ourselves are just as real to our health and physiology as the food that we eat. Lastly, before we get into this episode, I'll also mention that one of the challenges we have planned in 2019 for our Migraine Everland members is a mindfulness and mindset challenge. And I'm really excited about this one because it's a topic I care a lot about, I've spent a lot of time thinking about, researching, and I think it's going to be a really fun one and one that people are going to get a lot out of. And speaking of our challenges for Migraine Everland members for 2019, Jenny and I have been using this time at the end of the year to plan out the schedule for 2019, and we've got some new challenges planned, uh, plus some recurring favorites. So if you want to check out the full schedule, uh, you can go to mymigrainemiracle.com forward slash schedule. And I also invite you to, if you haven't before, check out the website, mymigrainemiracle.com. On the homepage, you can see tons of other uh, inspiring success stories, and you can also click on the resources tab to see the nine primary resources that we offer folks for helping them slay the beast for good. 
So without further ado, here is the 2018 episode on how migraines change your brain. All right, so on to the study. So this was published in 2014 in the Society for Neuroscience's eNeuro Journal. And in the study, they looked at 17 people with migraines and 18 control subjects, so 18 people with, without migraines. And specifically, they looked at their brains. So they used a fancy MRI uh, uh, sequence where you can look not only at the structure of the brain, but also the um, functional connectivity, so the ways in which different regions of the brain are connected with each other. And so obviously they were looking for differences between the, the brains of controls and the brains of people with uh, long-standing migraines. And indeed, uh, they did find differences. So uh, there were several uh, differences in the ways in which the brains of migraines, uh, migraineurs were connected. Um, and that alone was pretty interesting finding. Um, uh, and it also looked like most of those changes were probably from re the result of having migraines rather than vice versa, so rather than those changes being the reason why they had migraines, it was more likely that uh, the migraines were leading to those particular kinds of changes. But the most interesting and most relevant for our discussion here was that they also looked at correlations between uh, the uh, level of pain catastrophizing in each subject and any specific changes uh, in their brains. So uh, what is uh, pain catastrophizing? So there's actually uh, what's known as a pain catastrophizing scale. And it's a series of questions. And the, the intent of those questions and the intent of the scale is to measure the degree to which an individual kind of focuses on or dwells on their pain. So imagine that you have kind of two people who have migraines of equal intensity, frequency, everything's the same, except kind of how they think about uh, uh, the having migraines and their experience of it. So uh, one person uh, kind of focuses on uh, everything but their migraine. So, you know, as soon as the migraine's gone, they don't think about it anymore. They don't talk about their migraines. They don't dwell on how painful they are. They just kind of move, they just ha they experience them and then they're gone. And then the other person kind of, uh, even when they're gone, focuses on the migraines, you know, shares uh, how bad they are with others, uh, posts on Facebook about it, uh, you know, just, just in general kind of dwells uh, on how bad migraines are and kind of spends a lot of time worrying about when the next one might strike and so on. So if you can imagine kind of the two extremes there where one person kind of spends no time, mo no mental time kind of thinking about the, the negative aspects of migraine and another, another person spending all of their time uh, dwelling on it, the person, the latter person is going to have a very high pain catastrophizing scale and the other person will have a very low pain catastrophizing scale. And so what they found was that there were that there was a significant correlation between the degree of pain catastrophizing and uh, certain functional uh, connectivity changes in the brains, uh, in, in their brains. And moreover, those changes were, were occurring in areas that were likely resulting in an enhanced experience of pain. So in other words, um, dwelling on the, on the pain was creating changes in the brain that were then making the experience of pain worse and uh, a process that probably continues to amplify over time. Now, there are other lines of uh, evidence from other pain studies that shows this kind of phenomenon um, occurring uh, with pain that the more you focus on it, um, the worse it tends to get. 
And this is an illustration of that process occurring specifically in migraine and specifically causing structural alterations in the brain that worsen the experience of migraines and worsen the experience of pain through nothing more than how you think about your migraines. So why is this study so important? Um, I think there are, there are, in my mind, three reasons. So the first of those is that uh, mindset really does matter. Uh, in fact, it matters hugely, and I can't overemphasize this enough. Um, so how we think about our, our migraines, how we think about pain, and the stories we tell ourselves about, about them impact us in fundamental ways, so fundamental that they alter the very structure and function of the brain. And those changes can occur in ways that either help us or hurt us. Um, higher degrees of pain catastrophizing clearly hurt us. Um, they, they cause changes that literally enhance our experience of pain. And this is a big reason why I start with mindset as the very first module in the Beast Slayer Training Academy. Because I know from a decade of clinical experience, and this shows the science behind it, that if you ignore this aspect, uh, then you're not ready to implement the other changes because they will likely be futile. Um, my, your mindset uh, will undermine all of those other efforts. So we've tried to set up Migraine Neverland and the Beast Slayer Training Academy in a way that maximizes your odds of moving on the timeline of migraine freedom. Um, and making sure mindset is in place first is absolutely essential. So the last thing we want is for folks to put all the time and energy into establishing new habits and behaviors only for their mindset to undermine the entire process. And uh, let me say too, this is not easy. So oftentimes changing mindset means changing patterns of thought uh, you've been reinforcing for much of your life. So it takes time and effort and sustained and dedicated effort and consistent reminders and because it's easy to lapse into old thought patterns. Um, but it's so incredibly worth it and it will transform your life if you stick with it. Um, the second uh, the key thing this, this uh, study illustrates is that recovery is a process. So here we see that the brain of someone with migraines has clear structural and functional changes. And these are changes in multiple domains in multiple parts of the brain. So that means to move on the timeline of, of migraine freedom, we have to change our brain. So if mindset has been an enemy for years and you've been telling yourself the old story of migraine for years, then that has to change. And uh, that change will lead to changes in the brain, but that takes time. But the really f fantastic thing is that our brains are capable of changing throughout our lives and capable of remarkable change. And essentially, the Migraine Miracle Plan is about making fundamental changes to your brain. So undoing what's been done from a lifetime uh, with migraines, and including the ways in which we've thought about them, uh, along with the effects of drugs uh, and the effects of diets and lifestyles that are mismatched with our biology and so on. So all of those strategies that we know uh, lead to migraine freedom uh, are also de designed to sort of undo these structural changes that have occurred in the brain. And those can't happen overnight, right? Uh, those, th those take time to develop and they take time to reverse. But the fantastic thing is the brain is capable of incredible change. And that's why we keep seeing such incredible results from the folks who stick with it long enough to allow for those kinds of changes to happen. Um, it can't happen overnight. It's physically and biologically impossible, but it can happen for sure with sustained e effort. And we've seen it time and time again. And then the third thing uh, that I did to take away from this is that 
Um, this study is a great illustration of why we try so hard to maintain a spirit of positivity and hope in our community. So a few years ago, uh, when I kind of went online looking to see what kind of resources and groups were out there for people with migraines, um, I was mortified. Uh, almost everything I found was just overwhelmingly negative with a really heavy focus on just how awful migraines were and the experience of being a migraineur and just, uh, you know, quotes ruminating on them. And so after seeing this, on the one hand, I, I realized that there, there wasn't a place for people like me. So I actually, I personally hate dwelling on migraine and hate dwelling on pain. And I'm, I am one of those who once it's gone, it's gone. I don't want to give it any more attention than it's already gotten. Um, to me, one of the big problems, big issues with migraines or pain in general is that it diverts attention away from the things you care about. Uh, so the last thing I want is to give it any more attention than it's already gotten and divert me away from the things that I care about most. In fact, it's a bit ironic that I ended up writing a book about migraines and, and maintain an online community uh, since I, I don't really enjoy talking about them when I don't have them. Um, but that's because I know that the, the message that we're putting out there um, can help so many people and needs to get to so many people. Um, but it's also why uh, I don't spend time dwelling at all on the negative parts of it. Now, of course, there's a bit of selection bias going on here, right? Because uh, people who don't like to talk about them or ruminate on, th on them are less likely to try to go out and find a group of people where they can go talk about them. But what was even more concerning to me was that I knew that these kind of groups, even though they were well-intentioned, were likely making the people in them worse. And a study like this shows precisely why that is. And so one of the reasons we decided to create an online community around the Migraine Miracle was to provide uh, an alternative for folks, uh, both for people like me who didn't want to dwell on the pain but wanted strategies for getting better, uh, who just wanted to slay the thing and move on with their life, uh, but also to provide a place uh, that wasn't secretly sabotaging any chance of recovery uh, through this kind of relentless negativity. So we wanted to create a place that was instead one of hope and support and encouragement and positivity so that we could actually use uh, mindset to our advantage. And so one of the reasons I, I wanted to present this study uh, is because it's such a great illustration of why one of our fundamental missions inside of our community is to create a positive environment. Um, we all know how awful migraines are, and uh, it was kind of like an unspoken you know, thing amongst everybody with them when we don't need to dwell on it because we've all been through it. Um, and we're not focusing on it because we're trying to deny uh, reality. We're not focusing on it because we know that doing so will make us worse. So if we view it in this way, we realize that a, a negative a post or comment uh, is no different than running around and spraying people with migraines with uh, some awful perfume or going to their house in the middle of the night and blaring music so they can't sleep. So all these things that we could do that would provoke the beast are the same as, as creating a, a, a negative environment. And our number one goal is to reduce suffering. And we know, and this, this kind of study illustrates why, that uh, a negative uh, environment is going to worsen suffering. Even though it may be well-intentioned, um, the, the net result is likely to be uh, one we don't want. Um, it's also the same exact reason we sp I spend so much time talking about the potential downsides of abortive medication and rebound headache. Um, it's not because I want people to suffer more and, and endure uh, a headache without any type of relief. It's precisely because I don't want them to suffer more.
because I've seen it so many times lead to so much more uh, needless suffering. And I should also point out that this is also why I'm such a fan of mindfulness practice. So, like I said before, we can change our brain. Uh, and one of the ways we can reshape the, the, the way in which thoughts influence our brain uh, is through mindfulness practice. So uh, it's a way of really uh, targeting in on your mind's ability to work for you uh, rather than against you. All right, so hopefully that reinforces just how important mindset is. Uh, that we can either be our greatest ally or our greatest enemy, and that we ignore it at our own peril. That recovery is a process and requires structural alterations to the brain that take time, and that this is why we try so hard to maintain a spirit of positivity, and that focusing on the negative aspects of migraine actually make us worse over time. All right, so that's it for this best of episode from 2018. And remember, if you want to make 2019 the year you commit to slaying the beast for good, uh, we'd love to have you as part of Migrant Neverland. You can head to the website, click on the resources tab on the top menu to learn all that we offer. And if you enjoy this podcast and you want to help other people find it, uh, it'd be great if you left a rating or review in iTunes. It really does help. All right, I'll see you with the next episode.